Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Clues, underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the, the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go-to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and <laughs> my... Um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about. But I am also wearing the super soft, sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband. Mm. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, MeUndies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com slash roses. That's meundies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort. From the outside in. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yep. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes. I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'll, oh, The Bachelor? Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will mm. sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knutson crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses.
Well, I know the news about Zach, that caught a lot of you off guard. Zach's in his room, he's isolating. And he's missing all of you like crazy. The good news, though, is Zach's feeling good enough to do something that we've never done in Bachelor history, a virtual cocktail party. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. That was maybe Australian, but nonetheless. (laughs) Big Ben. Shrimps on the Barbie. Nope. Fish and chips. (laughs) Royal family. Prince Charles. Corgis. (gasps) Sir Ian McKellen. Dame Judi Dench. Elton John. You know what I'm saying? I was not ready for that. Oh my God, I just let out a guttural (laughs) guffaw. (laughs) We, of course, were in London for tonight's big game. I thought I'd give a little tribute to all the English things that I know. Guinness beer. And now I'm going to read from... I'm just a poor flower shop girl, I am. Oh, that's actually pretty good. The rain in Spain flows mainly on the plane, don't it? That's really good, actually. That's my fair lady. Henry Cavill. I'm going to read to you now um, from page 163 of a book called How to Win the Bachelor. And it goes a little something like this. Pretty woman. This is the holy grail of one-on-ones. While group dates occasionally feature a pretty woman element. This is the holy grail of one-on-ones, ain't it? (laughs) Oh, God, I've unleashed a monster. (laughs) Only on the one-on-one does the pretty woman element become the entire date activity. These one-on-ones often start with producers sending a dress, jewelry, or private driver to the house for you. That's exactly what happened tonight. This serves only one purpose, to enrage the other players. You are on the date. Sorry, once you're on the date, producers make you try on an endless array of designer dresses and more jewelry. The Bachelor will then whisk you away to a luxurious restaurant or concert hall. Often, you will have to enact a movie montage-style dressing room performance of various outfits. The most valuable aspect of The Pretty Woman is that you almost always get to keep the clothes and sometimes even the jewelry associating significant financial gain with this type of date more than any other one-on-one. But like most things in our beloved game, you incur no benefit without a cost, and the cost you'll pay in this case is a forced walk of embarrassment. If you receive The Pretty Woman, producers will make you return to the house and parade yourself in front of the other players, arms comically heavy with designer bags and boxes for all to see. What's more, the producers some Sometimes require you to sift through your spoils in a hall style show and tell specifically designed to negatively affect the other players. The pretty woman is certainly a one-on-one to covet and celebrate, but not too overtly lest players paint a target on your back. So I would say that explanation that we have in our book, how to win the bachelor is exactly what happened tonight. I'd say it's a hundred percent accurate down to the hall style show and tell that Gabby was forced to endure. You know, what's not in there. Hmm. The experimental strategy mm. in which Gabby shares her wares with all the other players. Yeah, that is our experimental strategy. You come back and you say, I'm going to keep this one thing. Oh, this other shit, though, the state could have gone to any of us. I know we all wanted it. So please take whatever fits you, whatever you guys want to do. Let's split this up. I will share this with you. Um, Gabby did not do that. Clearly, Gabby did something else. We're going to get all into that as we get into the plays and stuff. But I just wanted to open uh, tonight's show with a reading from our book. Just to let you know that this is the book that players were caught reading during this very season. <laughs> okay? Just saying that. We're talking about Book Watch. Episode 5 is the count now. We are not going to see the book, I think, in the, the program this season, but we can feel the book. I felt it tonight. I have felt the book 
very getting stronger and stronger as we go closer to playoffs. As have I. And I think there's a lot of um, interesting stuff that happened tonight. I'll say that, you know, the producers were kind of hamstrung tonight with Zach getting COVID. It's the first time we've seen a lead get COVID. That is historic. Mm -hmm. And we now see how the producers deal with it. We're going to get into all of that as we go through our breakdown of the game. Before we do, do we have any business, Pace Case? Well, check out our new Digging Deeper. This is our Patreon episode. That means it's our bonus episode that we do every other week on our Patreon. If you subscribe to that, you get a link to your own separate feed. You paste that into Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, and then you'll be linked up to that feed. You got everything in there, Clues. And I'll just say this. Everything. Not only do you have that in the Patreon, there's a little thing called Clues Corner that I've been doing where I'm reacting to Dark Lord Harrison's new podcast, the most dramatic podcast ever. I did a reaction video to Madison Pruitt and Trizzy Trout on another podcast where they were talking about uh, praying for Drake. And I have figured out how to uh, record a video of myself watching Perfect Match on Netflix. The first episode of Clues Corner, watching the first episode of Perfect Match, is going to be in our Patreon on Thursday. So get ready for that. Ooh, a little surprise. That's correct. I can't wait to see what you think about it. I'm still pondering doing a Pace Case Falapa. Yeah, please do. In an effort to figure out how to record the video and make it so that it could be a true watch along. So you'll be able to watch, I believe, like essentially the episode of Perfect Match on our Patreon with my head in the corner watching along and pausing from time to time to make comment. But in doing that, I had to watch, you know, like the first minute of the the show or whatever. And I was like... So you're like an emotion box? Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like sweet nums? <laughs> yes, essentially. Uh, I absolutely loved what I saw. The production value seems off the fucking charts. I saw Dark Lord Lachey, Dark Lord Nick Lachey, sorry, on a boat saying basically like, they asked me to host the most romantic show on TV and I'm the right guy for the job or whatever, some shit like that. Can't wait. I cannot wait to watch it. And I hope you all join me. But enough about that. Yeah, we're, we're leveling up our Patreon in 2023. One of our big goals. And we are we're trying to level up the content to be even more perfect. And branching out to do some interesting stuff like Clues Corner and Pace Case Palapa. But enough about all that. Pace Case, let's do what we came here to do. And now, Pace Case and Bachelor Clues proudly present analysis of play in this week of our beloved game. This is Game of Roses. Episode 5 of Bachelor Season 27. History is made in multiple ways. We're going to get to it all. But first, we have to start with the intro. Tonight on The Bachelor, London. Perfect place to fall in love. We get some future casting, crowns, dogs, all kinds of stuff is going on. Pretty woman, kisses, tears, insults. Someone's getting stood up. Hyperventilation, tears. Moving forward, love lost. A week has been robbed. We begin portion one, London. Zach opens the episode with, Pip, pip, cheerio, we are in London town. <laughs> He's doing a worse British accent than me, maybe. Which is... uh hard to do he says it's stunning what is this pip pip phrase we get it twice done differently listen is it as he says pip pip cheerio or is it as Allie says pip pip hooray i don't want to i well i think she was saying like hip hip hooray 
or confusing pip pip with hip hip hooray. It's very easy to confuse these things. They sound very similar. But pip pip, I do believe is some kind of a British phrase. I have heard that one before. But anytime you're going to go to a place like England and Australia specifically, they're going to make you do British or Australian accents. And the funniest ones are going to get cut into ITMs and montages and whatever. So make sure you're funny. Absolutely. And make sure, I mean, this is something I would recreate for any season where you make it to the travel round. Do exactly what Gabby does here. ITM, I've been dreaming of going to London since I was a little girl. And make it seem like the episode, him giving you this one-on-one date is basically making a wish come true. Absolutely. And she says, I mean, we're going to get into their one-on-one, but multiple times calls it a fantasy, et cetera, et cetera. You can see the lines that the producers are writing for them. The royal treatment, all that. We're going to get to it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're already at romantic count two. Yeah. Of the episode. Yes. Um, So then we get a map, the airplane flying overseas. Zach lies about having been to some pubs and some fish and chips places already. Or maybe he's not lying. Maybe that's where he got COVID. He reminds us that there are 11 women left and he ponders off a bridge as he says he's going to focus on love. The players then all scream London off of a bridge. We get them saying the, the hip hip cheerio. They're all forced to do bad British accents in these ITMs. Gabby gets that cheers to being in London falling in love with Zach. She ITMs that they're in week five and she wants the one-on-one time so she can spend time with him. Uh, Allie says <laughs> she's made for London. I didn't quite understand that. What does that mean? It means you're made of pip-pip. You got the pip-pip <laughs> spirit, <laughs> baby. I don't know. I didn't know that London was known as this... At- as the most romantic city. KDITM's London So Romantic, Romantic Count 3. Yeah, I always thought it was Paris. Allie, looking forward to being in a romantic city with a very dreamy man, Romantic Count 4. Uh, yeah, Paris, I thought. Uh, and then Gabby says this is the city of romance, Romantic Count 5. It's Paris, though. And then they all agree that they want the one-on-one date, and Greer lets us know that she likes tea so much, she has a tattoo of it. And this is where we're going to start to see the unraveling of Greer. She ITMs that she knows her one-on-one is on the way, and she reminds us that she has that teacup tattoo. Uh, We see it, and she says that she wants this tea date. The date card arrives, and it's a one-on-one for Gabby. You are my queen. And Gabby celebrates. Greer is immediately unhappy. Gabby ITMs excitement at her first date with Zach. She's ready for Zach to feel like a king, she says, and she will feel like a queen. This idea of British royalty is woven all through this date. The producers have already told her to say it in the ITMs here. These are written lines. And then we get to the one-on-one date. Pretty woman. And it's a classic pretty woman. Knock at the door. Some kind of servant comes in. In this case, it's a butler in a bowler hat and says, Zachary Shalcross shall meet you downstairs whenever you're ready. And then this bowler cap wearing British guy. I thought this for sure is going to be my Jorge Moreno. For sure. Nope. Funny hat. Butler calling him Zachary. If I may. It was a Moreno off. England is the land of Jorge Moreno's. I have never seen a cavalcade of Jorge Moreno's like we saw tonight ever in the history of the game. It was one after the next, better than the last. Even bit players will get to some on this one-on-one. There was a stylist who pops in for about two shots. Even she was incredible. On any other 
game, she's taking home the Jorge Moreno. Tonight, she ain't got a chance. Tonight, this guy in the bowler cap ain't got a fucking chance. It's unreal what we saw tonight in the Jorge Moreno game. Let me just leave that there. Sorry, I went a little crazy, but this is the best Jorge Moreno episode I think we've ever seen in terms of volume. Sir? Yeah. Ma'am? Yeah. Don't even say it's a fucking Wendy's. Say, <laughs> this is a Wendy's. This is a Wendy's, I am. <laughs> <laughs> We're already insane. We're 10 minutes into this and I already feel crazed. I had no idea you were going to do it at the beginning and it shocked my core <laughs> it to well, a way it completely changed my vibe for the whole episode I think in a good way I thought you were gonna do it I thought I had to beat you to the punch <laughs> <laughs> that's why you started with it that's yeah. hilarious I I love that you respect me to think I am such a talent yeah uh wait I had an idea for a tattoo play I love that Greer does this with the teapot you know, that adds to your story about the, the tea is part of your lore. Uh, whatever city that you're going to, you should say you have a tattoo of that on yourself and that you'll reveal it once you touch down because you've always wanted to go there. Then sneak out or draw one on you mm. and get the tattoo of that place. I love drawing a tattoo on you. Clearly, they would not use that in the show whatsoever. <laughs> they would just be like this fucking... Weirdo. You want to see a real weirdo, Zach? That's a weirdo. Put it on your face. Yeah. Can't crop that out. Just a shittily, obviously drawn with like a ballpoint pen tattoo. People are just like, why is Brooklyn's face blurred out for the rest of this episode? <laughs> Don't put it on your face if you do do that. But nonetheless, here we go. Greer gets this ITM feeling defeated. Like she keeps losing. She keeps justifying why her one-on-one -on -one keeps getting pushed back and she's running out of excuses. She doesn't seem to understand her producers make all of these decisions. It's not up to Zach. Her biggest fear is that she's going to be eliminated before she gets a chance to show Zach who she is. Produces tears her. And then Gabby walks outside to see Zach waiting at a car. We begin portion two, London B-roll. We come back to Gabby and Zach meeting outside this Rolls Royce. He opens the door for her and they're off with some kisses in the back seat. She ITMs feeling like a queen once again. We're going to hear queen, king, romance, royal treatment, 200 million fucking times here. Uh, all producer lines. And she knows that she had a slower start. Oh, the royal treatment. I should have counted that one. I, I stopped after like three or four. I was just like, this is too much. I can't. It's hurting my brain. But also, I will say this. Even in the course of this date, I was like, why is this date getting so much screen time? This is fucking crazy. And I started going down conspiracy town like, oh, she's definitely the bachelorette. She's definitely going to be a ring winner. And I think both of those things may still be true or either of those things could be true. But it turns out he just got COVID. That's why I think she got so much screen time on this day. Hey, you knew there was a conspiracy to be had in the episode. I think you were, you, you're like, get the conspiracy town vibes. Exactly. Uh, Gabby is, you know, playing this date perfectly from top to bottom. She does a cheers to my king and she fully embraces the whole royal treatment thing. And Zach ITMs, it's so easy and fun with Gabby. I have a day to treat her. This reminded me of the line of like, love a girl who doesn't take herself too seriously. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, Zach says London is known to be quite romantic. Romantic count six. What I have in store today is epitome of romance. Romantic count seven, eight. Yeah. And they go to this perfumery who do smells for royals. Hang, hang on a sec. The man also says they will be living like royals and they will receive the ultimate royal treatment. He says royal twice at the end of this ITM as well. 
They're just like, I. they gave them a script or maybe they gave them a contest. Whoever says royals and royal treatment more will get an extra $50 at the end of the night. Is it to try to create a meme to get people to like, why do they keep saying it this much? What is, why do they have that line so many times in the episode? I think because like the royal family right now is a big thing. That book just came out. And so I think they're trying to capitalize on it to some degree or the, I don't know. I Like, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Anytime any word gets like supremely overused in an episode, you just feel the producers being like, this will be a good idea. Yeah. It's like, it's not. Like they're all asking questions off the same list or something. Right. It's almost like it's campy or something that keep calling it royal treatment. It's like, I don't. Yeah. Like trying to be camp. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. (laughs) Well, they go to this perfumery who do smells for royals. They smell these cups. Zach says that cup smells like Meghan Markle. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is uh, Winston Churchill, old and manny. Yeah. And this strange man with blue eyes says, are you enjoying the fragrances? Let's start our fragrance journey together. And they make their own fragrance and they have to come up with a name. You know what they should have named it? What? Fragrance. I I wrote almost the same note. I wrote almost the same note. What's happening to us? You know, like when Kelsey Weir named her wide, wide. I I know the pit is deep. I know it is. And yet we're, we're finding new depths here that only you and I are going to. We are becoming one mind. How is this happening? You know, my Instagram bio, I have one sentence in it and it says, I know a lot about The Bachelor. And I was looking at it the other day and I was like, should I change this? And I was like, I mean, that's the that's the summary. Yes, it is. <laughs> the fact that we both were like, this is exactly like season 24, Pilot Peter Weber and Kelsey Weir stomping grapes, making their wine, and they called it wine. I could, And I had the same fucking joke. They should have called it perfume. Unreal. Uh, that's not that's slightly different. Perfume fragrance. Right, right. Uh Gabby smells one that smells like Christmas mixed with weed, and Zach says marijuana. Yep. And with this narky marijuana line, Zach lost me. <laughs> same. This I wrote this same fucking note. It, let me go back a little bit though. Um This man that you called a strange man has a name. It's Edward. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, here's the bystander of the week. I can't believe the butler got topped. Then Edward was it for me. I was like, this guy's fucking incredible. He's making their sense with him and shit. Unfortunately, nope. Yeah, so they make their sense. And I I wrote the same thing. As soon as she mentions marijuana, the look on his face is like, oh, you know what weed is? Which leads me to believe they will never be a couple. But she's going to make it far because she got the pretty woman date. I think Gabby is your next bachelorette. Interesting. From just that weed comment. Oh, you think it was trying to get people to like her? Uh, No, I'm saying him reacting in that way. But the producer's giving her huge preferential treatment. Oh, like he'll break up with her. Yes, he'll break up with her on some kind of basis of lifestyle. Maybe even this comment. Because I was also like, why did they put it in the show? I mean... That comment to me felt like kind of the same reaction that Zach had to Greer's sales comment. I'm like, yes, you don't know her life. Totally. Sales could be everything to her. Why are you judging her life? I don't know. 
It's looking for the out. We'll get to that. We'll get to Greer's thing. With this, he lost me. I turned against him. Marijuana? What? Gabby, you know about doobies, the hippie grass. (laughs) Anyway, the fragrance here says these are sensual woody notes. And Gabby says, I love a sensual woody. I was almost like this is my play of the game because Zach looks at her and laughs. He loves it. Yeah, it was a great play. Always be doing stuff like this. Always be doing it. Zach ITM's loving his time with Gabby. They each, they get each other's sense of humor, their overall vibe. I don't think he gets her vibe at all based on, again, his reaction to the marijuana. They get a kiss here. She ITM's having fun with Zach. It's lighthearted and easy. Gabby likens their scent to having a first child, and they are gifted with a vial of it, and they name it. A combination of their names, Zabby. Honestly, I thought I thought that was a pretty good name. Yeah, it's not not terrible, but it's could have been a lot better. I would have liked to have seen it called how to win the bachelor, but, um, they did not do this. Mm -hmm. Wine, an homage. Oh God. Had they named it wine. (laughs) (laughs) Then someone might drink it. Uh, they drive in this Rolls Royce and there's a new white bow tie Butler. Okay. I did not hear this man's name. I wrote down Gunholt. I, I have no idea if that was right. I wrote down Gan Harut. Maybe that's right. <laughs> I couldn't understand it. But this man is a butler for the royal family. And I was like, okay, this is certainly the bystander of the week. It has to be the Jorge Moreno. Yeah. Has to be. How can they? This is a fucking literal butler for like queens and kings and shit. How is he on the fucking bachelor? Nobody's topping that level of prestige or entertainment, but he doesn't win it. Upstairs, they're drinking a Queen's cocktail, and they meet Rachel Fenconi, a royal (laughs) stylist who puts a fucking tiara on Gabby's head. Yes? Hang on. I'm looking up Rachel Fenconi. I want to see if she's on Instagram. Yes. She says that this crown was worn by generations. It's an heirloom piece. She Rachel Fenconi has 1,700 followers. Her most recent post is one of Dime Helen Mirren in <laughs> some kind of, um, I think, a thing maybe she styled. For some reason, I feel punched <laughs> when you do that. Uh, well, I do my best. Nonetheless, okay, so she's on Instagram. She's doing it. But she's fantastic. She has a great style. She's putting a fucking literal tear on Gabby's head. Certainly, she's the bystander, right? Yes. She had a look to herself. She was soaking up the moment. She it was making it very dramatic. She puts a big hat on Gabby, too, and they both try on these fun hats. Gabby's putting him in feminine hats. He doesn't like that. He's like, do I really look good at this? He makes sure his voice is very deep. (laughs) Don't put a veil on me. Patrick Warburton comes out. What are you doing, Zach? Oh, you know, when he was talking through that door, he was trying to boom it up. Oh, for sure. It's all you can focus on when no one sees your face. Yeah. (gasps) Hello, Katie. Thank you for this (laughs) knock (laughs) it's as low as i can go (laughs) oh god yeah anyway (laughs) any other ideas for my instagram bio maybe i should change it (laughs) yeah just put it as i i am the bachelor the bachelor is me wait i'm gonna change it to i am the bachelor that's hilarious it's true. Um, so after these big hats, uh, Zach ITMs that she has 
her personality, and she's fun and funny, and that's something he looks for, as do we all, Zach. Then the butler brings in an army of royal corgis, and they play with all these corgis. They lay on the ground getting mauled by these corgis with royal blood, you see. And these corgis of royal lineage were mine. <laughs> Creature of the week. Hard to beat a dog. Harder to beat a corgi. Harder to beat several corgis. Impossible to beat an army of royal bloodline corgis. They're going to be the creature of the year. I'll say it now. Prove me wrong. Show. Prove me wrong. Document. Put another creature stronger than a fucking gang of royal corgis in a fucking game. Please do that. And I'll be happy to give Creature of the Year to somebody else. But right now, these corgis have it locked. Fucking locked. If this parade of corgis in bow ties doesn't get my Creature of the Year, I don't, I won't believe it because <laughs> they also had a royal bloodline. They knew Zach Shalcross, Zachary, he'd be into bloodlines probably. And these pups. Where am I? <laughs> Creature of the week. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Zach Shawcross is into bloodlines? What? I don't know. Oh, I get what you're saying. <laughs> I fully understand. I'm just joking around. They roll around on the floor with these pups. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Gabby, then, we cut away from the dogs. I don't know anything. This is all speculation. Same. All speculation based on just nothing. Just every once in a while, you get a feeling. But uh, Gabby then emerges <laughs> in this beautiful gown. We get some kisses, and she ITMs feeling like a princess and loving Zach's reaction to it. He made her feel beautiful without even looking in a mirror, something she's never experienced before. And then we get the Pretty Woman montage of multiple outfits in a row. Gold dress, another dress. We get some kisses, and she ITMs this loaded PTC about body image and says Zach is making her feel beautiful. And he ITMs, she's like a queen in this final dress. Again, she ITMs feeling seen, uh, not loved, but liked and wanted. And then they drink some tea and crumpets, and he tells her that everything's clicked with her. They both agree that they're liking this, some kisses. She tells him that this is the most special she's ever felt in her life, and she ITMs that his date is something she'll never forget. They agree that they both like kissing each other, even though she's not a kisser. She's a cuddler. I found that interesting. Um, mm -hmm. As though there couldn't be both. Nonetheless, she gives into these kisses. She ITMs that she will hold on to this feeling forever, and we end this portion on a good note. There's no impending doom here. The music ch does not change to something negative. It doesn't set up a look at the fucking horrible thing that's about to come. Mm -hmm. That's why I think this is a Bachelorette edit. They're not trying to ruin this fucking date. They don't cut back to the other girls in tears. Exactly. Or put some other girl's storyline over her date. Yeah. Portion three begins with the casting card. DLP says, how long since you've been wowed? Hmm. Prestige. We see London at night. Girl chat. Charity says, I'm sure they're having a blast with the royal treatment. It's hard to not think about. They even made these poor fuckers say royal shit in the girl chats like come on guys not everybody has to fucking say it no not charity 
Here's my plan. We're going to get every player to say the word royal 2,000 times just so we have enough footage to fucking have them say it 2,000 times. I don't fucking get it. I don't know. Maybe this is like, maybe this is something you can buy now <laughs> in London. Yeah. And they're trying and they're getting a cut of it or something. Yeah. We'll, we'll let you stay in this hotel right here, <laughs> this nice hotel. One uh, promise you got to make us, though. 2,000 times you say the word royal in this American program. Yeah. It's like some kind of psyops thing. It's helping U.S.-U.K. relations. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we get the presentation of the pretty woman wears when Gabby comes in with these bags. The women make a lot of face like She got the shopping trip. And Mercedes instantly asks, are you going back? She says, I am going back. She unpacks the bags. Charity says, I'm shook. And ITM says, I've never been treated like that ever. I also think they're giving Charity a possible next crown edit as well. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Choo, that's the one that gets Catherine. Her wide mouth goes full aperture at this. Kylie looks pissed. She ITMs. I don't see how that's fair. I don't remember the last time a man brought me a meal, let alone Jimmy Choo's. Now the show bought them, right? There's a lot wrong with this. What's right with it is it's a great fucking zinger and you know, it's getting in the show. Yeah. It's a great line. Nobody has bought me a dinner, let alone Jimmy choose. This is perfectly written, perfectly executed. Fantastic player from Kylie. The only problem is the logic of it, as you're saying, isn't sound. She's literally in London on an all expenses paid trip because of the man she's dating who is paying for none of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I would argue he, is the reason that she's getting it. So she is getting more than a meal because of dating this man. I don't understand. I, <laughs> it's a good line. Uh, the jewelry finally breaks Mercedes into full <laughs> aperture mouth play. I wrote full mouth and eye aperture. <laughs> it, I mean, honestly, I thought some of these were going to be my face plays. So did I. So did I. But but not yet. This game was very much like in football. There can be games where special teams like win the games for the football teams. I don't want to have to go into like a crazy explanation, but there's basically offense and defensive football. And then you have special teams like kickoff, punt return, just weird little single play uh, teams that they'll send out. I felt like this game was like that. It was like the face play, the Jorge Moreno. That shit was off the charts. The kind of mm. like specialty shit within the game, you know? The, the real play wasn't like super overwhelming, but that shit blew my mind. Yeah, we saw a special we saw a specialty play we shall get to. But Charity is producing tears here. Uh they learn about Zabby. Oh god, devastation. Uh and Career ITMs, high tea with corgis, did it. It cut deep. I told Zach how much I love tea. It's rubbing dirt in the wound. She gets the gown, blue gown is dropped off later. And Allie carries the dress in. Yes. Devastating. And then we see this little thing. I, I would ask this question. Do you think Greer knows that the producers are doing all of this to her on purpose, specifically to make her have this reaction? She seems genuinely upset by it. That's what I mean. I'm like, Greer, you read the book. You're a reader, right? Why is this emotionally affecting you? Yeah. The producers are trying to fucking crumble you here. And now I don't know if she's just giving them what they want. If she is, she's a very good player. If she's not, 
She's a very bad player. And I don't know which one it is, but this should not get to you. The producers are doing this specifically to enrage you. They know you want the tea date. You should be mentally prepared for this moment. Absolutely. To have somebody else get exactly what you want, and they're going to parade it right in front of you. These producers steal things from players and give it to other players, literally, to enrage the player they stole it from. It happens constantly. This is exactly that. And it goes so far as to uh, have Greer rolling her eyes at... Gabby reading the night portion of the date card. She can't take it. She storms out of the room. The producers go after her, and Gabby kind of apologized to everybody. I don't want to be braggy. Charity ITM's feeling for Greer, but she wasn't expecting it to be this hard. And then she goes out into the hallway to STCO4, and Greer is sitting out there with her. They're talking about how this is too much. There's tear play. Greer ITM's that her love language is affirmation. She hasn't gotten it yet. And then the producers fucking send Gabby into the hallway with all of her bags. And at first, Gabby steps over them. They're sitting on the ground. Gabby literally steps over Greer, who's crying about not getting this date with the evidence, the trophies from the date. Steps over and walks down the hall and then turns back around and comes back to them and says, oh, excuse me, you're actually sitting in front of my room. The fucking producers sat Greer in front of Gabby's room and had Gabby step over her and then come back and blow by her to get in the fucking room. This was my wowie moment of the week. This was some sinister ass shit. The producers orchestrating it so that Gabby has to lift her wares over a crying rear was my wowie moment of the week. Wowie. I mean, it was kind of a gorgeous moment. <laughs> But to have, like, you have to imagine these fucking producers as this shit is happening, because that's a decision made on the fly. All right, Greer's, she's pissed. We got her. We broke her with the fucking uh, pretty woman date with the tea date. You know what they should have done? They should have had her and Zach make a special tea and bring it back, and they all had to drink it. They didn't go far yeah. enough with just the perfume. But uh, to have them, like, some producer in the fucking control room was like, okay, Greer's on the fucking edge. Where should we put her? Where do we want to have her have the conversation about how hard this affects her? And some producer was like, right in front of Gabby's room. And they did it. Mm -hmm. They tried to get the most juice out of it, and they did. And it looked like a Renaissance mm. painting, this moment. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's just so symbolic when you have the wares. Right. It was pretty well done. It was pretty well done, but I got to say, I mean, in terms of the effectiveness of a pretty woman, I do think they produced this one pretty well. They got a good thing out of it with Greer. Um, still, though, it felt a little heavy-handed to me. I like to see shit more like Champagne Gate, where they just set up a situation and let it happen. This was like a little too forced. little too forced for me to have Greer literally sitting in front of Gabby's front door. That was a very hard one to swallow that that just happened naturally for me. <laughs> We have, like, the night portion of the dinner date here next. And Zach's like, how was the presentation of the goods? And I was like, Gabby says, great. Stepped over two floaters. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, no, but they do, they do this fancy dinner. Gabby, ITM, she doesn't want to stop herself falling in love with someone so special because she's scared. She's, you know, going to overcome walls for Zach. 
And he, cheers to incredible first date, blew my mind how you make every situation so fun and effortless. Fun and effortless <laughs> is awesome, is kick-ass, is kiss of death. Fun and effortless. A girl who doesn't take herself too seriously. I think they might have told him, like, she's going to be the bachelorette. She's got to go far. So figure something out. Fun and effortless. She's, she's the fun one, that, but can't be serious. She smokes weed. I'm looking for somebody who's serious and ready to start a family. And you said the word marijuana. That it'll come up. What? No, she's a player. She'll she'll listen to that conversation and then she'll tell him she doesn't. Hmm. Like that reaction. Yeah. Do you want to win? Well, we'll see. Yeah, she was like, I was just saying the word. I don't. I don't really know what it is. Yeah, she went to college. Jeez. <laughs> I think he did too. He cheers us to their incredible first date. It blew his mind how she made every situation fun and effortless. And uh, she says he made her feel safe despite being nervous. He says it doesn't seem like she's nervous, which is really refreshing. Definitely refreshing to be around someone who is not nervous. She says she sees something with him and uh, she dropped her guard with him. And that's when he started to see her. But it's not always sunshine and rainbows. She's bringing it back. This is we had a good fairy tale, but we in the real world, it'll be a real relationship. He wonders who the person um, you want to wake up with and do life is is. Sorry, he wonders who is the person that he wants to wake up and do life with. He takes the opportunity to then shit on Rachel Recchia one more time. He thought he knew someone, but then he didn't. In that fantasy suite, she... When you thought you knew someone, but then you didn't, but you want something real, not like you have a Rachel Recchia, I am. Yeah. When you accidentally go into a fantasy suite and then you come out the other side of it, and for some reason... They start talking about how you're too young, but you're actually the same age. I'm looking for somebody to not do that. <laughs> I just realized I haven't sour grapes about right to wreck you in a few dates, wife. <laughs> so she says it's the little things. He agrees. She then says the dresses and everything are exciting, but uh, it's scary for her. Will this fit me? Will I look good in it? And he made her feel beautiful and pretty without even having a mirror. She tears up here. Um, and then he goes, Cabby, you're so beautiful. It's insane. And then Zach translates for himself by explaining that when he says he digs someone, it really means he sees her for her. <laughs> He's like, I know I say awesome and kick ass and digs you a lot, but here's what that really means. And she loves that he sees that this isn't always going to be like this. He will see her without makeup in her sweatpants, and he would still see her for her. She didn't have that in previous relationships. It was two years long. There were things that happened that made her lose confidence in herself. This is a PTC here. Uh, it was hard for her. So when she says that him making her feel beautiful, um, when she says that, that really means a lot to her. And he mentions being insecure with his own weight, self-image, mirror PTC here, which she already knew about. We saw that in his season. He understands. He says he wants to find someone who treats her the way she deserves to be treated. She says she thinks she found that in him and he makes her feel safe. All the little moments, they uh, talk about that for a second and then we get a kiss and she ITM's feeling grateful and happy and special. She's feeling like a queen. Then in this conversation, I just want to bring up a point that I noticed. The camera moves in this conversation. Anytime she's talking, slow push in, which is a, a means to build the drama, to make it more weighty, to mm -hmm. give it more gravitas. When he's talking, sometimes they're on her still pushing in. They gave her most of the screen time during that conversation, even while he was speaking, and they did these dramatic push-ins. I'm telling you, she's your bachelorette. Interesting. Nobody else gets that shit. 
Everybody else gets a flat fucking, there's the wide shot. And then you have your singles when they're in conversation and that's all you get. They're fucking doing shit for her. They're like, look, here she is. Your bachelorette guaranteed. I refuse to believe it's not Christina Mandrell. I do refuse. Back at the hotel, Greer's telling the other players about how sad she is that she didn't get the pretty woman date. She ITM's being nervous. She's never felt so like someone's queen. What Gabby got was something she wanted for herself. There's a knock at the door. Greer ITM's not wanting to be on the group date. Mercedes ITM's the getting the one on one make her feel validated, and we get this group date card. Let's double up on love. Brooklyn, Cat, Allie, Katie, Ariel, Kylie, Jess, Mercedes, and uh, Greer. They are just torturing her at this point. Yeah. So it means that uh, Charity is going to get the one-on-one B, and she ITMs tears of joy at this. The other players feign happiness for her, except Mercedes immediately produces tears and leaves the room to hyperventilate. Uh, <laughs> Kylie chases her down to STCO, and Mercedes is ITMing, really wanting that one-on-one time. Charity's getting that one-on-one? Are we going to kick her out? Are we going to kick out uh, Greer for or Mercedes for crying during Charity's moment? No. Absolutely not. There's no there's no consistency to the dueling out of justice. And they do a very interesting cut here. Mercedes says, I really want the one-on-one. Zach is like, perfect. The next thing you cut immediately to is Gabby on the night portion saying, I don't want anyone to be perfect. It's an immediate contradiction of what Mercedes just said in an ITM. Gabby is there for the real guy. Mercedes is there for the perfect man. The, the fake version of him. This thing by Gabby is like by itself, it is like whatever, just standard 4TR play. But because they preceded it with this thing of another player saying like, I'm looking, he's perfect. Subtle. And she's like, I don't think it was <laughs> subtle. I, I felt it like a fucking baseball bat to the head. Again, it's just more evidence that they're building her up to be the bachelorette, I think. She wants the real thing, not the fairy tale. That's what she's there for. That can be her tagline as a as the bachelorette, you know. The real thing. Yeah. Looking for looking for the real thing. She doesn't want perfect. That's not a tagline. Come on. Then you're in the perfect place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we cut back to oh my god, Gabby does this pout here as he gives her the rose. You're so beautiful. I never want you to feel like you're not. You know, got to see the beauty inside you underneath that cross necklace. Didn't say that last part. Gabby <laughs> pouts and touches her heart. And I thought was going to make my face play the game. Yeah. Uh, she says, I'll give you a kiss as well. We cut to the third portion of this date. Band playing UB40 and they dance. Gabby can't stop smiling. We get a thousand kisses. She ITMs, he's my king. You can minutia alarm me on this if you want. Oh, God. But the band UB40 was a very famous 80s band. <laughs> they sang, red, red wine, you make me feel so fine. Yeah, keep me loving all of the time or something like that. The song Red, Red Wine, right? And they did this cover of Can't Help Falling in Love. Red, red wine. That one? Red, red wine, you make me feel so fine. Does it go like that? I don't even know. Are they two different ones? This dude who's singing this band is not the lead singer of the original UB40. I think they got a new singer. Cover band, they tricked us. No, it could still be UB40, just with like a new guy at the helm. I'm not sure, but I think the original guy was like, he would be way older than that guy. Again, I'll call it on myself, minutia. Or I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, I guess it's a minutia. Portion five again. <laughs> fun sorry. fact. Well, fun fact. I can't help it. Portion five, minute forty-five. <laughs> Katie ITMs that she thinks it's going to be a double decker. She's been guessing all the date ideas. 
And Greer says she woke up on the right side of the bed. She's ready to turn the corner in her story. Girls getting ready montage. Katie and Greer scream in British off the roof. I can identify with that um, impulse. <laughs> knock, knock. We get a card. Good morning. I had a great date plan, but I'm under the weather. Don't want to ruin your time. Go enjoy the date. And the girls are pissed. Zach is sick. Now, at this moment, do you suspect COVID? I suspected COVID when I saw the promo and I saw Zach on Zoom. Yeah. I didn't know what the Zach on Zoom meant, but when they said he was sick and it was enough to cancel his uh, participation in a group date, I thought maybe, maybe COVID. Um, And then it was confirmed later. But I was totally prepared to go into a conspiracy town about it. I was like, well, I'm not going to, it'll have to be conspiracy town because I don't think they'll really say it, but then they do, which was interesting. Yeah, that they won't say it. I assumed they wouldn't say it either. And he says, hope I'll see you tonight. Yeah. I have a bone to pick with what happens here. And it is about how many times they made these women put on their makeup and outdate outfits. Yeah. The producers definitely knew he wasn't going to go to that um, after party (laughs) because he's got COVID. They know that he has to have a certain amount of quarantine time away from every other fucking human being. So they got these players' hopes up. Well, he might still come to the after party. Yeah. They lied directly to their phases. Unfucking real to me. Yeah. And then they did it again. Yeah. They do it again with charity. Yes. This is, for my money, this is like when they did to Pilot Pete when they were like, oh, shit, Hannah Celeste isn't going to come to this rose ceremony and he's passing out on the bed and shit. They're just making shit up. That's what they Why do. can't they handle illness better? Because it's then they have no show. They're only thinking about how are we going to fill an hour of content or two hours of content, whatever, an hour and a half with commercials. That's all they're thinking about. So they're like, how do we spin this so that we can still shoot something today and get the most out of it? Well, make them think he's still coming. I mean, they're just sinister. Oh, God. Yeah. Um. So they grew tries to manifest that they will <laughs> at least see him that night. Kylie says out loud that she needed this time or she wouldn't have anything left with him. She then ITMs that he wasn't too sick to stay up all night with Gabby and he won't be too sick to go on the one-on-one date with charity. She doesn't even want to go on the group date now. What's even the point? And I just wrote, this is a bad movie. You should always have fun. No matter what is happening. You, he might show up on that date. You literally don't know if they're trying to trick you. You're making content right now, Kylie, or if you're going to pout, do it louder and bolder. Yeah. Crystal <laughs> Nielsen, that throw things off the bus. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Then they all go out on this fucking double-decker bus and a tour guide says, Zach asked me to show you London. And I'm like, certainly this must be the Jorge Moreno by Sarah of the Week. How many more can we fucking have? It's so crazy. Then a man comes out with a Scottish instrument, bagpipes and kilt. I also wrote, um, yeah. And then I was like, certainly this is the bystander. Nope. Yeah. What I wrote here is... What you do here is get a producer to give you an impromptu one-on-one, a knock-knock. You hang back, visit him in his room with some chicken soup. Because that didn't happen, then I started to be like, this is probably COVID. Or they would have easily done that. That's a super simple play for a producer to set up. You get everybody on the group date pissed at the person who stayed back. Mm-hmm. That person gets more one-on-one time. It drums up a whole, st- a whole hornet's nest. And they just didn't do it. So I was like, mm, it must be real. What do you mean? But they did. But they did do it. Later, where she's knocking on the door but can't see him. That's yeah. a whole different thing. I'm saying like, you could go to the producer and be like, I want to go hang out with him in his room. We've seen that before. If the person's sick? Yeah. Who did it? Was it Connor Saley did it with Hannah Brown? Trista did it on season one. Yeah, with, uh, that's true too. 
The last one. Uh, right. I mean, you can't do that with COVID. I think there's too many like insurance things. That's what I'm saying. So the fact that they didn't do this on this group date, I was like, fuck, he must be legit. Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about One Skin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, and it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And One Skin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installations a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to Canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Clues. Underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the, the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go to I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt. And <laughs> my um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about, but I am also wearing the super soft, sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, MeUndies. 
But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com slash roses. That's meundies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. Me Undies, comfort from the outside in. At any rate, gotcha. they drive around, they see the sights, the bagpiper comes out, also not a Jorge Moreno, unfortunately. Unreal that that is not the case. A man playing a fucking bagpipe is not the Jorge Moreno. <laughs> Kylie ITMs that this doesn't even feel like a date. She's freezing because she tried to dress cute um, and now she's uh, cold as shit. Could this day get any worse? And then it starts raining. They all hide under these jackets, umbrellas. Kylie ITMs that she came here for a specific reason and Zach's not here. What's the point? Meanwhile, in Zach's room, Zach's room, he ITMs that he feels jet lagged and run down. <laughs> it's, it's like, why even have that? These They have fucking rapid COVID tests. They know he's got COVID at that point. So this is like an act. He's sad that he can't see them, but he doesn't want to get anybody sick. I don't know. It's like they needed coverage in case they didn't want to say he had COVID. Yeah. or s- This all just feels like very strangely put together, but he's frustrated about not being able to go. And he says even he wants to make it to the after party. He knows he can't. The women then drink beer in a pub. They hope they can see him at the after party. And a bartender who describes herself as a nosy cow and says it's her <laughs> boozer, I believe meaning she owns the bar. <laughs> and she says, you're all good-looking girls. What are you up to? And they're like, we're dating the same guy. She makes jokes about how good-looking he must be to handle that. And then Greer and Mercedes have a beer-checking contest. And this woman, this nosy cow, who owns the boozer, was my... Jorge, 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 Jorge Moreno, bystander of the week. Feels so good to finally say it. She will come back later to make an even more important contribution to the Jorge Moreno Hall of Fame. But holy fuck, she's a show unto herself, in my opinion. This orange hair lady who loves to entertain good-looking girls was also my Jorge 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 Moreno bystander of the week. I couldn't believe the tag. It was yes. Uh, one person was prepared for a moment. Sometimes you only get a moment, as some some singers say. She showed up the players. I wanted to watch her show instead of the players. Oh, <laughs> God, she was great. Then we see Greer ITMs wanting to make the most of the day. She's drunk off of the beer chugging contest. And they all go to a telephone booth. They pack in. I love seeing them party. I'm sorry. This is missing from the show. There needs to be more of this. I agree. I think... What it showed me was if you make it to the international round, there should be a celebration given to the players. They should all get to go out as a group one day by themselves without the bachelor to see the city and get the benefit of going there a day with no anxiety, just a super fun day for all of them. Let me see that. That's a segment I want to see. That really is what this showed me this day, even though they were like sad and shit. I was like, fuck, this is great. They're packing into that photo booth. Somebody farts. (laughs) That was fucking funny the beer chugging contest. Like they really are having fun with each other. 
I wish they hadn't put all those Katie flashbacks in there. And instead they had done just more content of the players on this day out in London. Like let them go do some more shenanigans, see them. I mean, we saw some of it. Ariel takes off her jacket, kind of a voluntary nudity play here. Mm -hmm. They're fucking with the Queens guard. Two of the people, Lady and the Tramp, a hot dog, Ariel in Brooklyn. You know what would be an interesting version of The Bachelor? What if you almost never saw The Bachelor? What if it really was just about the players and their relationship in the house and with each other? I would watch that show. Just about a group of friends? No, like just the players on The Bachelor. So every once in a while, one of them gets kicked off. They get in fights with each other and shit, but you don't really see the dates with The Bachelor. You just see what goes on between (laughs) them. I'd watch that show. I mean, I think there should be a live feed. Yeah, I do too. I'd totally watch that. Um, Anyway, Ariel ITM's making the most out of the experience. They try to make a palace guard blink. Palace guards are known for their statue-like ability to remain motionless and emotionless as the palace guard. And this palace guard delivered my... Face play of the... Game. With a stone-faced non-reaction to Ariel asking if he would hold her jacket, all of her bad jokes, many players dancing in front of him and waving to him, they are doing comedy bits all around this man, and this is the job of the Palace Guard. They're famous for this. Mm-hmm. This man never fucking breaks, except the very end, and this is how he got my face play of the game. There are a million great face plays. The motherfucker raised an eyebrow at the end, as if to say, I acknowledge this happened. That means he's in the pit, in my opinion. He at least is a fan of The Bachelor. He gets the joke. But this stone-faced fucking play was incredible. Thank you very much. And he almost got my Jorge Moreno as well because of it, but he did not. His eyebrow told you he was in the pit. Yeah. To get the face play, you mean? Yes. All right. I loved this segment. We seeing all the different players doing their different types of dances on this man, like seeing their different personalities coming out. It's lovely. We cut to supposedly the after party. There's a rose on the table. Everyone is dressed super fancy and getting excited. Brooklyn, I feel like a giddy teenager. We see a new butler come in. Good evening, ladies. A message from Zachary. They call him Zachary this whole ep as long as he's in London. And basically it says, unfortunately, I'm not well. See you soon. Cat produces tears. Katie produces tears. Mercedes produces tears. You'd think Rodney had left recently or something. And Kylie wonders out loud, what's the point of any of this? Brooklyn feels stood up and it hurts. She says she's too pissed off to cry. Greer, in an out-of-focus shot, says it feels like she's being stood up. She ITMs that she gave grace today, but she doesn't have any grace to give tonight. The women decide to tear the rose apart, each taking a petal. I love this. I've mentioned some kind of experimental play like this prior on our program. I love to see it happen. This is not a real rose given. They, of course, don't any of them get the rose. But they all mm-hmm. got that pedal. I hope they hung on to it because that was a historic moment. We've never seen that before. And no. we see Zach in his room. What What is done to roses in this episode is, I mean, the holy item has been <laughs> desecrated. It was a, a fitting, I thought, a kind of fitty, fitting symbol to everything just being fucking destroyed in this season by COVID. Or in this episode, sorry, by COVID. But Zach is is in his room reading a book, blowing his nose. He ITMs how much it sucks. He doesn't want to disappoint them. And the women come back. 
Can you see what book he's reading? Uh, I thought it was How to Win the Bachelor. No, it's actually, I think, a journal that he's he's writing in. Hmm. But the women come back uh, to the hotel dejected. They describe to Gabby and Charity what happened. And Zach ITMs that this is a pivotal point, that he's missing the opportunity to progress the relationships. And Charity wonders out loud if her one-on-one's ever going to happen. She ITMs being in a state of confusion. She feels for the other players, but she questions what tomorrow will look like for her. She's waited so long for this moment, and now she doesn't know if it's going to happen. It's like a toy dangling in front of her face, and she doesn't know why is this happening. Produces tears. Um, And we basically then end that day of the group date, which should have been... A win in Rome, and instead it was what it was. Again, all of these things are booked to go to the pub, to go to the every place they Mm -hmm. went. They had all of that booked and ready to shoot, and by God, they were going to fucking shoot it. All they have to do is lie to all of the players, and so they go ahead and do that. It's crazy to me. Wait, what? They told all those players there's going to be an after party. There might be an after party. Zach's going to try to come out. Because if they would have said, he's got COVID, sorry, nothing's going to happen. No, they wouldn't have all dressed up. I mean, that's why it's so messed up to me. Yes. And like, I mean, whatever. We'll just get into this now, I guess, even though we're not through the fucking recap yet. With him getting COVID, what they should have done is push production a week. They should have quarantined him for a week, made sure he's testing negative. Yes, you're going to have to put them all up in hotels for an extra week, but and it would have required some scheduling to, to, you know, rebook all the shoots that you have. But so fucking be it. Then you do that. You know what you don't do? A remote Zoom rose ceremony. Jesus fucking Christ. But one of the worst things I've ever seen. It was abysmal. Uh, I agree with you. Portion 8 begins. Storm clouds are rolling. The players... And it was triggering in a way I'll, I'll get to. <laughs> oh, interesting. The players discuss their hope that Zach will want to make it up to them. Charity ponders as she ITMs uh, that she has the feels, a loaded level of a one here. She will remain hopeful that the one-on-one is still afoot. DLP then comes into the common room. Hey, everybody, how we doing? Uh, he's just going to get to it. Still, they have his age 44 on screen. Very interesting. DLP tells them he has COVID. The players react with shock and disbelief. And DLP says that to lose time with everyone at this stage in the journey is Zach's worst nightmare, which is not true. Zach has already told us his worst nightmare is a 4TWR player making it deep in the season. And he says, uh, Charity produces tears here. DLP apologizes. Charity says she's really sad. They're all, all really concerned, but you hope and dream of something. And she was really preparing her heart for this date, and she knew it would be something special. The reactions that they're producing here are almost as if Zachary has died. Charity's reaction in this scene has two perfect tears dripping down her face and they've caught the production's lights on her and it is this gorgeous, gorgeous image. It's another Renaissance painting from this episode and that's why she gets my face play of the game. So 4TRR, but also glamorous. Yeah, it was a beautiful image. I don't disagree. And (laughs) TLP says, the million dollar question, Katie, you're a nurse. You can appreciate the severity of this. I mean, Katie's like, you can't control being sick. (laughs) Why does Katie have to qualify? We all went through a two year pandemic lockdown. We all understand COVID's a serious issue. Yes. (laughs) Katie, can you explain to them what illness is? You're a nurse. 
Katie, half of the this cast isn't vaccinated. Can we explain? <laughs> they all do have to be vaccinated to be on the show. But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You know, weird that Zach Shawcross got COVID. Hmm. Katie uh, tears <sighs> here and says it's all just said. I mean, I'm just saying nobody else did. They all have to get. You just said they have to get vaccinated. Oh, my I know. I'm, I'm just kidding. It's just jokes. I'm just trying to. Trying to laugh it up. DLP says he knows it's tough, but please continue to be patient with Zach. Brooklyn wonders out loud what it means for the players. How do they move forward? And Katie ITM is being crushed that Zach is isolated. No one's there for him. She already is playing the nurse. Night falls. Katie ITMs that when she's not feeling well, she wants people to take care of her. They're giving her all these ITMs. You know what's coming next. She packs a care package and the producers have given her a knock knock here. This is a, a scripted event. That only happens when producers want it to, where they take a player out of the player pool and they send that player to get extra one-on-one time with the lead. In this case, because he has COVID, she has to sit outside of his fucking hotel room door. And she gives him this package (laughs) she's made with a bunch of stuff from around London because he didn't get to go to explore the city, even though he did tell us. He went to some pubs and had some fish and chips before the woman arrived in in the early part of the episode. But she gives him this little box and she sits there and talks to him through the door. And everyone wanted this. Everyone, I bet, went to producers and were like, can I go sit outside of his door at least and just like say hi? They all asked for it. Yeah. Katie got it, meaning she has got a massive third audience game here. The producers love her. Katie's incredible third audience game, allowing her to perform this knock knock with a Kringle package that she relates to other future casting that they can do and to execute this how you doing which is also kind of a professional branding of hers was my play 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 of the game Katie's COVID basket outside of Zach Shell, sorry, Zachary Shellcross's door was also my play, 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 play of the game. I mean, perfectly executed. Australian. Yeah, I know I dip into Australian. It's very hard for me to access. I can do a British one. It's like this. Hang on. Katie. What's her last name? I forget. Oh, no. Never mind. Katie's (laughs) Katie's British COVID basket was my play of the game. I feel like I can do a, you know, that British accent. There's a million British accents. Sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry also, for the record. (laughs) She tells Zach that hearing his voice, even through a door, means so much because not knowing when uh, she can see him again, it's taking a toll on her. She's scared of the momentum falling flat. She's so invested. She sees a future with him. He says it's so important and it started on the highest of highs with them and then we start to get these flashback fucking pieces of like their night one and their one-on-one day. Filler content. Horrible. Anything but this. Torture. They've got it in their heads that we want to see like clip packages and shit. Not from this season. Nuh-uh. We're five episodes in and they're giving us a highlight reel. Only from this season if it's contradicting or helping the edit. Like her being like, I've never talked shit. And then it's her talking shit. Otherwise, I don't want to see it. 
Oh, not now. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. You know, we're going to have to see it again in the fucking when she's not at the Women Tell All because I think she's in the final too. Yeah. I mean, not at the Women Tell All is going to be interesting too, especially because the final two can't be there. And guess who else can't be there? Whoever your bachelorette is because she's shooting the bachelorette. I think. Maybe I could be wrong in that, but I think that's right. Okay. <laughs> I'm operating under the, the assumption that that is true and accurate. Okay. I have grace. I'm filled with grace. Me too. <laughs> Thank you, Katie says. that His booming voice, which feels especially fake through the door. I think that's... If no one can see your face, you can boom real deep. He love level ones, Katie. Uh she says she's not going anywhere. He says, sit outside my hotel room all night. They're trying to make it like this, like, meet cute romantic situation, which is hard for you to really think about when they don't allow anyone to knock knock. They should just allow anyone to knock knock. I agree. A whole line of people just waiting to knock knock. But after Katie here ITMs that she hasn't met a man so genuine and she future casts about being able to see herself getting married to him, at the end of this uh, thing... She walks away, and then we get this weird shot down the hallway where his hotel room door opens, and he drags the basket in like a fucking sewer monster. It's so bizarre. <laughs> Why did they film it like that? It was like the end of a horror movie. Was he just like in a robe or something? I have like, no idea. Oh, they probably didn't want to get too close because of the COVID. Okay, so you put a camera on a tripod, and you hit record, and you walk away. And then you let him do it. And then you come back after he closes the door. Too complicated. Yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> pretty sure you could have shot that one. Uh, nonetheless, yeah, they made him look like a creepy monster. Portion nine begins. Morning break. Zach is in his room. Self-shot video here. This has been quite the week, he says. He recaps his incredible one-on-one with Gabby. And then he got COVID. It has put a halt on the week. It's frustrating that he can't spend it with the players. And that takes away from everyone. He had to cancel all his dates. And he needs to see the women again. He has to figure something out. She should have made them tea for, for both of them to drink. God, that would have been great, too. Just really rub it in. Even now, she's getting a tea <laughs> knock knock. Uh, Greer would uh, definitely have self-eliminated. But he is making it seem in the self-shot video like he's now trying to figure out how to see them. Whatever's about to happen in this, this next part, like where he's going to get to see him somehow, and he just has to figure out a way to do it. As though the producers have nothing to do with this. As though he's just sitting there like, guys, I've been thinking. I know you said we're shutting everything down and not doing anything, but I've been thinking. What if? Of course, that's not what's happening. So Catherine then leads the players into talking about not having seen his face in a long time. And we get Katie ITMing about uh, being in the limo and just chilling in the hotel until they find out what's happening. Charity's confused. What about her one-on-one? DLP enters. He says, Zach is isolating and missing them all like crazy. But Zach is feeling good enough to do something they've never done in history. A virtual cocktail party. I just wrote, I'm listening. In my head, I'm already spinning fantasies of augmented reality glasses and holographic, like, life-size Zach Shawcrosses in the room with them. Shit, they could have done some cool shit with technology that exists now. Instead, they set up a fucking Zoom. <laughs> Wait, uh, just a little minutia. Please. To, to sprinkle in. They... Um, when Zach is filming himself, he says he gets to London, takes this COVID test. We see these ponder shots. We get a Gabby ponder shot, Brooklyn, Charity, Kylie. 
I feel like normally they only do ponder shots during playoffs or for important one-on-ones or something. I I feel like they filled some of the time with these and they were beautiful shots like in the sunset. Yeah, they do totally fucking agree. They had some good ponder shots here. They they sprinkle ponder shots in throughout. Really the only time you don't get them is like the first night one, I think. I don't know. I feel like they sprinkle them throughout seasons though. Do you see DLP's shirt, light blue collared shirt in this? Yes, I did see that. It did look a little it was interesting. Interesting choice. Nonetheless, we see uh, Zach setting up his own streaming equipment. The person who does Chirons is doing his outfit. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this is the shirt a 44-year-old man would wear. Um, we see Zach setting up his streaming setup with this boom mic, and DLP tells the other women. They play hero music. Yeah, like he's fucking, oh my God, he's MacGyver. He's, it's like, uh, what was that yeah. Matt Damon movie where he's on Mars and he has to figure out how to survive? You know, they did that on Survivor season 40 during when they had it was during COVID. He they showed him and he like had to set up his whole like Survivor big chair for the final Survivor ceremony or whatever. Nice. Build it himself. If you build it, they will come and come. They do indeed to Zach's virtual cocktail party. DLP tells these other women that later tonight there's going to be this virtual rose ceremony and some people are going to be going home. So then they even tell you in that. They should have told them like, there's going to be a virtual cocktail party, but he might be able to make it to the rose ceremony. (laughs) (laughs) I was surprised they didn't. Yeah, make sure you're not wearing sweats on the bottom. (laughs) Nonetheless, um, they are all going to get one-on-one time here. I become aware of that like they can't force a turtle in this scenario or it will look very weird so Allie's nervous uh and she says in an itm that she communicates better in person so like everyone basically greer then tells the other players that she's happy to have an opportunity to talk to him better than nothing before rose ceremony she itms that she thought they'd go straight to rose without seeing him that is open gameplay speech that was reader behavior yeah uh charity says her one-on-one was ripped away but it will still be good to chat and she itms Loving FaceTime, but it's weird because she's goofy on video chat. A real weirdo. She leaves the room and gets her time first with him. She she sits next to an iPad of him on it, and we get the setup now. It's going to be this room with an iPad on a couch. The players are going to come in and sit on this fucking couch with an iPad that they can't even see themselves in. I don't know why it's that way, but this is what they've chosen to do. That's horrible. You should be able to see yourself. You don't even know if you're on the camp, what you're looking like. I think that that is um, just to amp them up, to give them more anxiety. Oh, my God. Uh, the uh, the iPad, the Zoom thing was triggering for me, and I'll tell you why. Please. It's because I saw Magic Mike 3 last week, mm. and guess what? <laughs> it was horrible. Magic Mike 2 XXL was so good, I had... St- such an amazing theater going experience so i was very hyped and this Mm. was terrible there's a scene where he does a zoom with like four of the guys from the crew but we never see them and it's just a group zoom and it's lagging it's horrible and it's a very long have you ever experienced a dry itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised well Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended 
This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to Canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered shower head purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Scene. Wow. It's not interesting on TV or film. So it's a swing and a miss for Soderbergh, huh? Oh, God. I I have a lot of problems with it. I won't get into it. It's such a disappointment. <laughs> we need a, a woman. We need <laughs> we need what's-her-face to direct it. That can be a pace case palapa. Um, let's get back to our beloved game. The Barbie movie lady. We need her to do it. We see Charity. Um, in a one-on-one here. Sorry to get back to our beloved game, but they talk about how uh, how weird it is, and he jokes about how hard it was to set up. She's frustrated for not getting that one-on-one. He apologizes. She says, oh, no need to apologize. This is out of your control. He says he has a surprise for her. <laughs> and behind it, a little pillow, she reaches and gets this box, opens it, and it's a miniature Big Ben because they got their time cut short. And I wrote down, Gabby got fucking diamond earrings and Jimmy Choo's and a lifetime supply of Zabby. And she gets a fucking Big Ben. I feel like she's getting this victimization edit that might, in my, that could justify a good edit for Crown for charity. Maybe. To just be like. I just don't see it. Really? Yeah. I feel like she's coming, coming off as like very for TRR and like we need to, you know, give her some. Give her some love. Maybe. I No, I agree. She's a good player. I, I And I feel shitty that we don't get to see this one-on-one because I think that's just going to get robbed now. Like, is she going to get one next week? No, they have to give it to her. Do they? Have to. We'll see. Have to. Or give her crown. We'll see. I mean, they give her first responder here. I feel like that was a little consolation prize. They had to do that. She fucking missed a one-on-one. You can at least talk to him first. But he blows her a virtual kiss at the end of this. I mean, missing a chance at that kind of a date sucks absolutely yeah at least the group daters got to like go out into the town and meet all the interesting yeah. Jorge Morenos. but uh charity at the end of this blows him a virtual kiss and or he blows her virtual kiss sorry and she catches it and charity itm's excitement at the reassurance that she got from him plays some tears here she's excited for what's to come they should have had her go on the date and pick a friend to do it with her 
That would have been interesting, yeah. Hello. I agree. God. Portion 10 begins. Catherine tells the other players she's curious to see if these conversations will have an effect on the rose ceremony. I said probably not. Catherine ITMs that she wants to see if he's feeling better, and we get her one-on-one time. They talk about, again, how awkward it is that they're having to FaceTime. And I just wrote, boring. Like, do we have to see every player be like, this is so weird. How do I use FaceTime? I had to set it up myself. (laughs) He says he feels great now. He didn't want to mess things up. Uh, Same conversation we've already seen. She says everyone is grateful. At least they can do this. And she can't wait to see him IRL soon. She tells him she learned an English word. Kiss is snog. And she gets him to do a virtual snog and they kiss toward the camera. I thought... Interesting experimental player would be to leave lipstick all over the front of the iPad for the next player. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> really go for it. Kiss the computer. <laughs> uh, and then Zach ITMs that Catherine gives him butterflies. That's a love level one. Just leave your underwear on the on the iPad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I would love that. And then the next player comes in and is like, "What the fuck." Zach, have you been intimate with so-and-so? I found her underwear in here. I mean, we had an underwear. There was an underwear play. Do you remember that? Someone put underwear in a bachelor's pocket, I think on a night one. Yes. That was a limo exit, I think. Yeah. Oh, was it? I think so. Um, Nonetheless, one-on-one time Kylie. She says she's tired of dreaming of his kisses and wants it to be the real thing. One-on-one time Brooklyn. She tells him about the guard they came across and puts on a prop, a royal guard hat. Zach ITMs at the virtual cocktail party surpasses expectations because they all got to joke around. Uh, Allie, in her one-on-one time, challenges him to kiss an orange. I like that. Jess, yeah, that was interesting. Very strange and cringy to some degree, but... Central, kind of like, call me by your name. I never saw it. Jess, uh, he tells Jess that he's going to give her the biggest hug and kiss, and he ITMs that the video chat makes him feel good. Charity, Brooklyn, and Greer are then forced into a girl chat about how they're feeling about the week. And Greer fears that other connections might have surpassed her, but she has a lot of fight in her. That's open gameplay speech. And she ITMs nervousness before she uh, gets her ITM. And this was a weird one. Um, There's more awkward (laughs) start footage. We get it. It's hard to talk on FaceTime. She sits all the way across the room and has to go pick up the fucking iPad. It's like, okay. This is what I mean. She can't see herself. She's not even on camera. Yeah, and she makes a point of of talking about that. Um, She opens with a... How you doing? And he's feeling great, but he still has to quarantine. He asked her about her day in London. She says it was fun, but it would have been better if he was there. And she tells him that she works in sales and she had COVID. So she's know what she knows what it's like to have goals and feel stuck because she got COVID at the end of one of a big sales quarter. Mm-hmm. And he says that he thinks his situation is completely different from a sales quarter. He's looking for his soulmate. For his best friend. And he puts a lot of weight on this week. And it's frustrating. And Greer says she didn't mean to belittle what he was uh, feeling by comparing it to sales. He says he knows she had no intent. But it's not the same. Because finding his person means more to him than a sales quarter. And Greer comparing finding love. The primary goal of our beloved game. Especially in a season that is about Mr. Forte RR. Comparing it to a sales quarter. Was my... Error, 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 error of the game. We obviously see she gets a rose at the end of this, but oh my fucking God. The Bachelor's (laughs) only job is to find a reason 
to eliminate you without looking bad. He found it in Greer. She is gone. Might not happen until next week or the week after, but she is gone. She sealed her fate tonight with this massive error. Greer talking about her sales quarter and comparing it to Zach Shawcross's <laughs> pursuit quest for love. Even though in my mind, I don't think Zach has asked enough questions about that time in Greer's life to really know what that was like. Some people have serious, horrible COVID. Maybe she gets fired if she doesn't meet her quota or whatever. You don't know. He's looking for his person. <laughs> Jesus. Just, uh, yeah. It's like, you can't talk about Instagram. You can't even have a job on my season. Do you understand that? Everything in your life must be about me, and it must have been that way since you were born, or you are 4TWR. There's a lot of people who are going to be impacted by COVID a lot more than Zachary. And Of course. Of course. It's absurd that he would say this, but it's what I'm saying. He's just looking for a reason to pick you off. But yeah, it was also my... <laughs> error, 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 error of the game. Because I agree with you. You don't give them an out, especially on this Zoom. It's not going to make or break you. Don't do any risky play at all. Just be like, God, I'm so glad I at least get to see you in this manner. Can't wait to see you in real life. I am fun and <laughs> easygoing and don't take myself too seriously. Or you could experimental play, experimental chemistry play, offer to cyber. <laughs> Okay. Hey, Zach, uh, you know, FaceTime kind of reminds me of something. Have you ever cybered? <laughs> Do you know what cybering is, Zach? And then you have to explain Dale Moss. You ever cybered, Zachary, Zachary? <laughs> you been cybering? <laughs> like a clay crawler and Dale Moss, I am? You know what else? <laughs> Back in 2020. <laughs> I'm losing it. Uh, he comes back out and the other player's like, how'd it go? Wait, sorry, bud. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Oh, Jesus Christ. So we're almost done here. But she ITMs these tears. Are you saying that to yourself? Yes. I, I'm like, it's it's an hour and 20 <laughs> in, and we're fucking doing British cybering jokes in portion 10. You know something's off. Um, Greer, or maybe something's on, Greer ITM's tears here. And she knows that she rubbed in the wrong way when she said that. She's already recognizing the error. Mm -hmm. And the producers then forced Greer back into a girl chat with Charity in Brooklyn about her sales call comparison. She tears Brooklyn STCOs, Charity STCOs here, and she knows she's fucked here. She tells them that she's had people close to her tell her that it's hard to get to know her and she feels misunderstood in a lot of situations. She's already pulling out like excuses for the bad error and Charity tries to cheer her up. Greer then ITM's tears. Everyone else had great conversations. I didn't. She is holding on to one-on-one time, but she has a feeling she's going home tonight. These, when she's crying to them, they're beautiful crying shots. It looks like a French film. I got to tell you. Gorgeous. In the sunset. The producers are fucking around a lot uh, in this season, doing some very bad things, but there are pieces of this season that are like so fucking elevated. And I agree with you. Mm -hmm. The cinematography... The shot selection, it's. I think this season is like one of the fucking best that I've seen. They are really getting good fucking shots, nice shots of whatever it is, tear play, whatever, whatever. I really do like how this season looks. 
it it, it is a notch up, I think, from the, the past seasons. But uh, here's a question I have: Why do they? Why do they air this whole segment like? oh, it would be really horrible to dump someone on Zoom and then do it. I thought they were going to do a benevolent bachelor thing the whole time and have him give a rose to everyone or push the rose ceremony. I can't believe they did a rose ceremony on Zoom. I can't either. It is dismissive of not only the players, but the game itself. The rose ceremony is it is the final ceremony of every round of the game. And here you've you've just shit it out in a fucking Zoom call. It proves that the, or at least subliminally, I believe, it proves that the producers themselves don't give a fuck about the show because they're willing to take the most sacred element of it and turn it into a fucking Zoom call. Like, wait, wait a week, wait a day, wait however long. You're already lying to these players to keep them anxiety-ridden and invested in whatever they're doing that day. Continue to fucking do that so that you get, the show has to look fucking good. It's a goddamn TV show. And this looks terrible. They don't need to lie to them. Just be like, he has COVID. We're we're chilling in London for the week. Exactly. And I know, again, I know that makes the job harder and there's budgets and whatever, whatever. Yeah, I assume it's a money thing, but it's not worth it. This is horrible to watch. I agree. And I think what you said in a prior episode is astute that these producers and the you know powers that be, if you will, the ABC executives, et cetera, they're looking at the short game. How do we keep this thing afloat? They're not looking at the value of the entire uh, franchise from start to finish. You're talking about the does it respect the game? Yes. Does it respect the game? Every decision. And it doesn't. This is a it is the biggest piece of disrespect to the game. It's unreal. Yeah. And they keep the ITMs in Brooklyn ITMs. It's literally someone breaking up with you over the phone. I thought Zach really should have begged Dark Lord Palmer here to be a benevolent bachelor. I did too. But then the producers are like, well, if we don't have a rose ceremony, how would we end it? He just does benevolence. They can't like these producers don't have a lot of um, creativity when it comes to stuff like this. Unfortunately, in a time like this, you need a lawn gale. He would have figured this shit out. He would have made this good. I guarantee it. Whoever you got now, this is what we got. We got. Uh, the first virtual rose ceremony, DLP FaceTimes with Zach, who's in a suit in his room. DLP gives him credit for making the... Zach enters the chat. <laughs> Hi, ladies. Can you see me? Well, before that, DLP is talking to him, and he's like, DLP gives him credit for making the virtual cocktail party happen. He was so adamant about getting to spend time with them that he materialized it. The producer set all of this up. Zach says he loved it. Mm, to blame him. Yeah. And then it's also like, all the players and Zach, they make them be like, it was fucking awesome. It was exactly what I needed in court. It was perfect. Everything was great. So they've got them lying about how good it was. And then DLP tells him that it's tough uh, not to be there. Zach says he wishes he could be there to eliminate people in person. That's where he has a hard time with it. He produces these fake tears. None of this is real. DLP feigns concern. And Zach says this week was robbed. And he doesn't know. It's hard to wrap his head around that he can't be there. They keep going around this thing. He's having this emotional moment about having to dump people virtually. And then the women put on makeup. They get ready for the rose ceremony. Brooklyn ITM is being nervous because uh, she overanalyzes everything. She wonders how the rose ceremony is going to go. People who got sent home will have to experience getting broken up with over the phone. They hit it again. Greer ITM is being scared because of her, her error. A TV turns on then in the fucking rose ceremony room. And Zach pops up looking super sad. 
He asks everybody, can you see me? Once again, hitting this like, it's hard to do FaceTimes and Zooms. Can you see me? Like, oh, lol. Every Zoom starts like this. Can you hear me now? Even this has no production value. They could have unveiled him any way they want. They could have fucking made something. They could have made a little video package. Instead, it's literally just like on the fucking TV in the hotel room with Dark Lord Palmer like fidgeting with the remote control. Hang on, let me see if I could get him on there. It's so fucking bad. It's just, there's, again, does it respect the game? No. Oh, fuck. I think they should have rigged some sort of love is blind type plastic partitions and done the dates through that. They should have brought him in in a fucking bubble. They should have put him in a clear fucking plastic bubble or a little box. First bachelor bubble. And fucking wheeled his ass in there. He's only got 10 minutes of air, so this is going to have to go quick. But he's going to do it in person. Just get Ed brought on the line. <laughs> he's got the hookup. <laughs> Something. Like, they could have fucking done that, though. They could have done anything. They could have put him on a balcony and had them on another balcony. So they do it outside with a nice sunset behind you. Fucking a million things they could have done. Instead, they did this. And so we see this TV turn on. He apologizes for not being there. He says, it's fucking aggravated. Sorry for my language. You said marijuana, Gabby? Sorry. He's a fucking weirdo. Yeah. I'm so weird, I won't say fucking. He's aggravated, and then he gets into it. There's eight roses. Gabby is the only one who already has one from her one-on-one. He calls Katie's name, and then she comes to the pedestal, just picks up her rose. And so this is... This is how they're dispensing the rose. Touching the pedestal. It's unbelievable. I couldn't believe how they gave out the roses. That that part in itself was just why they shouldn't have done it. It's literally like you're just coming up to some fucking whatever and picking up some free bullshit. Yeah. It's like getting a, a free sample at fucking Sam's Club. I mean, it, it's terrible what they've done here. I thought maybe they could have had, you know, DLP stand there and be kind of a surrogate for him in some way to at least hand them out. They had to have considered that, right? And they didn't because they were like, it'll look too weird having him handing out the roses. I don't know. I don't know. I, I literally can't understand this decision. Anything would have been better than this. I agree. Find one, find him, go back to your room and some of you will have a rose waiting for you in your room. Some of you are gone. Oh my God. <laughs> A fucking secret reveal of who got roses and who didn't? Yeah. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. Look, I got a lot of ideas. <laughs> I, I mean, and all of them a hundred times better than what they did. Just this bullshit name-calling, pick up your fucking rose. So Katie gets rose number one. They give each other a virtual hair, air hug. And then it kind of goes rapid fire. Charity, Allie, Catherine, Brooklyn, Jess, Ariel. DLP still comes out. Ladies, this is the final rose tonight. Then he looks into the TV screen, Zach, when you're ready, and Greer gets that final rose. We see the DLP Tam Sig. That's the take a moment, say your goodbyes. Mercedes and Kylie are eliminated. Mercedes gets her exit speech through tears and ITM. It was hard, and Zach is a freaking amazing guy. Usually when you leave, you get closure of a hug, but it was through a screen. It just wasn't me at the end of the day. Kylie wishes him nothing but the best, and then he says it's been an honor getting to know you. A strange phrase. Kylie then gives her exit speech in an ITM with some tears. I'm so stupid. I'm literally so stupid. I thought he was my person and she's tired of waiting for her right person. Those that remain do a virtual cheers. He says it was still a great week and he's confident about each and every one of them. Cheers to Zach getting out of quarantine. Greer gets a cheers here to falling deeper in love with Zach. And she ITMs that her jaw dropped when she got a rose. She's looking forward to some one-on-one time with him and maybe touching him. 
and we get this long promo for what's going to happen in the rest of the season. Still to come on the season of Zach's worldwide quest for love. Uh, kisses, horses, lakes, passion, romance, charity gets a love level three. Ariel's at a nudist sauna. Boats, kisses, hot tubs. He's found real love. Charity feels seen and chosen. Jess gets a kiss. Katie makes him uh, choke on his words. We see some, sorry, my notes start getting crazy during these things because there's so much shit. We see something jumping into the sea, hot air balloon. He knows his wife is here. I mean, I wrote lots of love levels and tears. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote down literally every shot. Uh, <laughs> sobbing, terror, jealousy. Catherine has her head up her ass. Jess is upset. She hasn't gotten a one-on-one. Zach is at a loss for words. Brinkles ready for next breakups. An act of love, not lust. Greer is walking away. He let the women down. Heartbreaking journey. He caused pain and made mistakes. This hard as me. Pull the separate directions. He has a ring, though. And then we get the tag. And the tag is... Or Jorge Moreno bystander fucking putting on a master class for all Jorge Moreno's. Not only is she essentially teaching our players a new language, which is the British accent with all these funny phrases that are germane to love, kissing, and things like this. She then does a fucking American accent, and the players ask her to say, can I steal you in an American accent, and she fucking kills it. It is so fucking funny. It is so fucking good. You know what's getting in. I don't know if she watches The Bachelor. I don't know if she's ever seen a fucking episode. She's a goddamn star, though. I love to see a bystander who gets this recurring role where they're like, okay, we need her back. And I remember her from last week in the promo. I was like, there's a bystander. And she stood out in that promo because she is she has star power. And yeah. I love this. I thought Greer was doing a really good job of being like the most, you know, doing a little tag team thing with her. You want to engage whoever the hosts are or the like featured bystanders. Absolutely. Good play by Greer, but fantastic bystander. Again, this is maybe the most stacked bystander game we've ever seen in the history of the fucking sport. Yeah. I, I can't think of another episode <laughs> that was like this where it was like every one of them was like had on a crazy outfit or was doing something crazy or both. I mean, it was just fucking miraculous. But who was your... It turns out it's just that one guy from uh, Paradise who wore the wig pretending to be Sally. <laughs> it's just that producer <laughs> in different high-end rubber masks. Um, who was your MVP, if I may ask? For her perfectly played pretty woman date, her... Heartbreak PTC, complete with face play, complete with, you know, the pretty woman date is great to get, but it's also, it also is a little hard to navigate. And she really played it, I think, as best as you could, as long as you're not allowed to give the presents out to other people. Uh, and I mean, she was just the star of this episode. And I don't know <laughs> if that's because of the COVID situation or what, but. Uh, she's been in a lot of ITMs this whole season. I've been I've been on the radar for Bookwatch, Reader, etc. Gabby was also my MMMMMVP. I agree with everything you've said here, and. I mean, there really is no one else to compare her to in this game tonight. I think COVID helps her get the MVP here for sure. She did play a great one-on-one, a great pretty woman. Absolutely. 
I think without COVID, though, she would be maybe facing some harder competition. I would have liked to have seen what anyone could do on a group date, what anyone could do on another one-on-one. I mean, Charity had a fucking great one-on-one lined up. We're not seeing this play. We get the freaking group date cut out of the episode with the uh, the uncle. Yeah, I don't know what other PTCs there might have been lying in wait. I don't know what other kind of steals there might have been. I have no idea what could have happened at any of these places. Can you imagine Chowcross being forced to interact with our horror Moreno? I would have loved that. <laughs> I would love to see her do an impression of him. That would have been perfect. She immediately copies his deep, booming voice. Um, but Frozen pizza. <laughs> That's our show for this week. We hope you've enjoyed the breakdown of the big game. Historic stuff happening tonight. We had our first deconstruction of a rose. Yeah, first Zoom rose ceremony. First lead getting COVID, so much. Rose ceremony. Please never do that again. Please just simply incur the cost of um, putting someone in a hotel for an extra week. Please just incur the cost. Please just incur the cost. The show has been on the air for 20 plus years, generating hundreds of millions of dollars at this point. Has to be in ad revenue for mm-hmm. uh, ABC, in all kinds of revenue for Warner Brothers and ZK Productions. Just fucking do it. Just incur the cost. 23 fucking years it's given you. Incur the cost. Incur the cost. Incur the cost. Respect the game. Incur the cost. That's all you got to do. RTG. I am one with the earth. ITC. You know what I'm saying? All right. Anyways, thank you once again for indulging us. Uh, This one did kind of go off the rails. I can't help it. A lot of shit went off the rails in the game tonight. I'm a direct reflection of the game. Yeah, it can't be helped. (laughs) We are the game. I am the bachelor. Uh, But thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, We sincerely appreciate it. And look out for our This Week in Bachelor Nation. is going to be coming out Friday. Courtney Robertson is going to have a new podcast on Wednesday with a very exciting guest (gasps) off contract. Go follow her wherever you get your podcasts. And Thursday, like I said, I'm going to have a watch along on our Patreon of me watching the first episode of Perfect Match. So please join us for that. You're going to love it. I, I already know I'm going to. I already know I'm going to. One minute in and I'm like, I need to watch this shit. So, yeah. It's like all stars. It's all the stars. But before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It has been 7,638 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be. Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then.